0: Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 4 p Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fire Escape.
1: Hey, y'all. Rule,
0: rule. Rule, rule. Uh... We're two dudes from Alabama. Welsh Londoner. I don't. We haven't. We haven't given Al, you a title yet. You haven't. You haven't come up with a better, uh, you know, a thing. I thought a, 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 a Welsh citizen of the world. I don't know. A Welsh New cool. Yorker, really, at this point in time. If you really, you
2: yeah, are well, really getting,
0: getting down to it, I mean, let's go, with let's
2: go with Welsh New Yorker.
0: Why not? You're basically a Welsh New Yorker at this point in time. You're you're yeah. as New York as anybody else? that uh, Lad,
1: that lad of round. the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A worldly really? world, lad. A world lad. Yep. Uh, world lad. Lad, lad, lad. Uh, on holiday in sunny... I'm jamming it! Is it sunny there?
2: It's not sunny here, no. I am on a little holiday, though, a little jaunt to uh, see my friend here in in I'm jamming it. Yeah. Howell can't hear the audio
0: drops but they're definitely <laughs> happening
1: you know how it's been a, it's been a little while since i've seen you uh or talked to you rather yeah on the, on the pod and
2: uh well, we felt we fired you last week i'm quite surprised you're back Pete. oh
1: yeah. yeah well i made a pretty good plea for myself um you know i appealed to the hr board and you know, there was a yeah. diversity hire issue going on there, and
2: right, so HR is pretty—they're they huh. forgiving bunch. It's something I've been saying to culture we need to figure out, we need to have some more merciless.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
2: human sources—all these attempts we made to fire you, you know, well, to fire the, ourselves.
0: The problem is, we, we have this—you know—I fire myself. People I know we have yeah. this uh, this ancient wise elf mm-hmm. uh, from Lower Alabama, Typalus, loose Looseleaf, we all know. Yeah, uh, and he has just been. Yeah, I don't know. I need to talk with him because well, he's too nice. He's yeah, too well, he's very
1: gramp- He's very grumpy. But I gave him a a nice jar of sorghum and some you yeah. know stuff like that, and that just that fixed him up, buttered him up real good. Sadly, yeah. Um, but how well I spent uh whatever it was two weekends ago in Nova Scotia with a b- bunch of Germans. Did
2: you? We did. Nova Scotia. Jesus yeah. Christ! What were you doing there?
1: So, Volkswagen.
0: He was trying to go to Old Viscotia. Old, old Viscotia. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> he wound up in
2: new, new Scotland. Yeah. Well, it's true. I was trying to go to Old York, but I ended up in New York, and then yeah. suddenly I stayed. It does, yeah.
1: it does happen that way. Old,
2: old, old York's in Yorkshire, you know. I was like, thought, Yorkshire. I was just going up to Yorkshire. So, myself a Yorkshire pudding, and well, I went to the wrong York. I went to the New York, and then suddenly I, I couldn't get York, and then I was there. I was living, you know. So, I, I feel I feel you, Pete. Yeah. Easiness. Yeah. Easy mistake to make.
0: Very similar. I tell you what, you know, I'm sure that all of the places that are new are similar to the places that are old. So I imagine mm-hmm. if I go to York, I'm going to fit right in. Yeah. It's going to be like, you know, street meat on yep. the corners Hot dogs. And, uh, and a lot of Yankees yeah. hats everywhere. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. What's the Yankee Stadium in, uh, in York, Yorkshire, like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, minimal, I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. so I went up to uh, Volkswagen brought me up to Nova Scotia to test a camper van for them and write about it and uh I was one uh, of of I think there was probably 15 people
2: Who are you writing about this for again man
1: Uh so I'm I'm writing it for Gear Patrol that Oh yeah uh, doing yeah. the car journalism thing and uh but this you know Volkswagen is test you know not tested they're about to I guess release a new van and uh Yes. Yeah, and uh, it's very cool. But um, so I was I was up there driving all over Nova Scotia, and I didn't realize until I got there there was one other American guy there. Uh, shout out to Matt Hogan, and uh, and then the everyone else was from Germany, every single one of them. So it was a, what, a strange. They're the,
2: they journalists.
1: Yeah, some of them were German journalists, and then some of them were uh, journalists. And uh some of them were like worked for Volkswagen. Like, Ger- you know, they're
0: journalists spelled G E R N A
1: Germalists. Germanalists. Um uh, hmm. and uh man, I got a heaping helping of Germanness.
2: I'm German
1: it. was strange, dude. Germans are a strange bunch. I can say well, that
2: when I'm coming here this time, you know, I didn't fly I didn't fly, I got the train. Mm-hmm. And uh I experienced a, a sort of, you yeah. know, you get the Eurostar to Brussels in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously there was just like plentiful amounts of people eating more fruit and chocolate, you know, as soon as we got to Belgium, everywhere you looked. Yep. And um, but and then from Belgium, the train went to Cologne in Germany. Germany. And uh, then uh, from Cologne to Berlin. But it was interesting, like, going through the national stages because it's like, In the UK, it was all these like British holidaymakers got on being all very English in London. And by the time we got to Belgium, the frame was filled with Frenchies Mm -hmm. who were being a lot of them like very traditionally French, you know, kind of like. Entertaining the slightly disdainful and supercilious, <laughs> you know, like, like quintessential—they're Perform- sort of like quintessential and performatively French. Performatively
0: French. They're like, uh-huh. oh, we're yeah. around other people; we need to make sure we have yeah, our pocket yeah. stuffed full of uh-huh. croissants and like yeah, yeah. have very, uh, uh, very uh, pretentious opinions about uh, what yeah. butter should go on.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so it was really—it was kind of great actually. But then it was interesting because then we like, got the train into Cologne from Belgium and. um, and it stopped at various places. And there was this sort of transfer into German territory and more German people on the train. And then when I got on the train in Cologne going to Berlin, it was just, you know, and also the German high-speed trains are absolutely splendid, right? You know, they're very yeah. German. So it's like they've been made extraordinarily well, beautifully designed, very thorough and excellent. But it was like all these German people on the plane once you got to Germany, and they were just like so German and not like the lightly sort of overly polite like very specific about where their seats were. You know, it was just this sort of like absolutely like you just see. I mean, I'm making generalizations, obviously, but there is something about transferring oh, for different countries where you suddenly <laughs> no, no, you like you like, but you pick up on these like you know the, there are these sort of like general atmospheres and like cultural behaviors. And obviously, everyone is unique, but you just start to realize there are these sort of not realizing you're just, you just come to contact sometimes when you move into the in the, that sort of travel. You actually do interact with these sort of like energies of place, which are very like specific. National identity, just, things, yeah, totally. It's just like really,
0: cultural
1: uh, dude, things. I, yeah,
2: I, it was just really funny. I really, I really enjoyed the train journey for that result. Well. It was just really made me chuckle, you know. I
1: I have never been more sure of like broad stereotypes in my life than spending a bunch of you know where it was a bunch of Germans in Canada, um and, you know, we we're basically the way it worked was, you know, they put me in this van, everybody got their own van and then we just kind of got to make our own way to camp every day. Right. So you could just, you know, it would be four or 500 kilometers a day. And, you know, we would just, you could go however you wanted to go. Um, uh, so I was just, you know, I, was, I at one point I took my van way off road and, you know, it was just all over the place, you know, dirt roads and gravel roads and, and fields and just really giving it hell. And, uh, I got to the camp the first night, and uh, <laughs> the, the one of the guys from Volkswagen walks up and he goes, oh, "Why is your van all dirty?" And I was like, "Oh, I, you know, I just I took it off road. You know, I, I've, I found some gravel road here and there, and I found this field, and I just you know I followed as many dirt roads as I could." And he looked like really. I was worried that I was like going to get in trouble or something. You know, that I whatever they didn't want me treating the van like that. But uh, and he yeah. he just looked really concerned, and he just goes why and i was like well you know i just it's fun you know dirt roads gravel roads you know i was just exploring and seeing seeing what all's out there uh and he goes Goodbye. he goes but the time is is way more efficient And i was like yeah it is uh, but you know i mean we're on you know i i'm i didn't have anywhere to be i had all day to drive you know a couple hundred miles and so I just – I took the long way and did this, and I just kind of showed him some pictures of where I went. And he was just – he could not – he couldn't get it. He was just so confused that I would take the less efficient, efficient route. Is, yeah. You know, he just like – it was – you know, he wasn't upset at all. He was just like, I just don't – I don't get it. I don't understand. Like
0: it would have never occurred to him to oh, do, god <laughs> to no. do a, like, non-efficient route.
1: Yeah, it was just – it was just, like you was, know – a weekend of that, of them just being like, you know, cause they were all German. They, a lot of them, I think a lot of them knew each other. Um, you know, cause the journalist world can be pretty small that way. And, and they're all from Germany. And, uh, and so, you know, they would just, they would kind of be like picking me and the other guy, the dude from America, they'd be kind of picking our brains. Um, just like trying to, you know, and there was a lot of, you know, a uh, playful banter and, you know, them kind of making fun of America and we, us making fun of Germany and that kind of thing going on back and forth. And, uh, but yeah, it was just time and time again, you know, they would just be like, um, I, what you did, what did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was just having fun, man, you know, uh, over and over and over and over again. And they just couldn't, could not get it. It was very funny to me.
2: It, rem- it reminds me very, like, it reminds me of when I first went to Birmingham, um, we Went down to Bama for the, for the second time after my first visit to you there at Colton. I came for the five weeks in 2015, was it, I think. Yeah. And, um, but I was, you know, when I lived in the shop, see Bob, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I lived in the shop. Um, when I lived in a shop. Uh, but um, next door to the shop, in the same building, or above, no, above the shop, was a series of loft apartments, um, which are still there, but I think they'd just been formed. But there was a couple in one of them. Um she was from Tuscaloosa, like, so it was like as Alabama as it comes, like mm-hmm. southern southern lady. And he was a German guy, and he worked for, I think it's, is it BMW or Mercedes? Mercedes, you know, factory. Mercedes have this big, huge fit-up factory, right, in, um, mm-hmm. in Alabama. Right. And this guy was like he most German man. You know, he was like deep German. You know, And he was also like a, a fucking auto engineer, so that's about when it comes to like, you know, a German speciality, I think, of, um, to make wild generalizations about jobs. It's, like, up there, yeah. you know. But it was amazing because it was, I remember just feeling like love's a beautiful thing to be really basic about it. Because their, like, cultural tempos couldn't have been more different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was, like, this rigorously German dude in Alabama of all places with this, like, wild, blonde, like, southern woman. You know, and she was just, like, a sort of hilarious hot mess. I just remember being like, how are these two, how did this even happen? You know, but they seem like super happy. Um, telling me that there was all these Germans knocking around that part of Alabama because of the Mercedes plant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It has you come to be across a lot of German weird, stuff. weird, uh, yeah, you'll see them, you'll see them around, around Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. especially, uh, but Birmingham as well. Cause the plant is like halfway between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. It's about, yeah. uh, yeah. 30, 45 minutes from each place.
2: Uh, I remember coming across a lot of Spaniards randomly in Birmingham that time, but that's because there's a Spanish bank downtown or something. And yes. there's was this one bar
0: BBVA like the Collins Bar.
2: Collins, yeah, you go yeah. to the Collins Bar, there would just be a whole bunch of Spaniards in there. And I remember just being like, what are the Spaniards doing here? But, you know, but people from, as in Spain Spaniards, you know, it's like yep. random, you know, people, you know, I was just like, wow, this is curious. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, Birmingham, very diverse yeah. and international place. That's People right. don't know that it was weird, weird like weird international. Yeah, uh, thing. Like
0: huge the, Palestinian uh, yeah. Lebanese population. Yeah, g- giant like Lebanese and Palestinian pop- population. Greek population. Mm-hmm. Greek. Yeah, a lot is of Greeks. Like like if uh, Italians are to New York City and like New Jersey and all mm-hmm. that area, like Greek is like that for oh, Birmingham. Yes. It's just like. Everybody, and they're all, like, somehow cousins with somebody else. Yeah. I don't even know if they're actual cousins or if they're just, like...
1: It feels more akin to, like, Jewish people in New York. Yeah. Because, like, if you look deep enough, like, you know, if you just look at businesses across Birmingham, I don't know what the percentage is, but Greeks own a lot of them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, restaurants specifically. Yeah, yeah, specifically restaurants. Yeah.
0: Like, all the ones that are older than 25 years old, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. And a lot of the ones that are younger than that, too. Like. Oh yeah. Weirdly enough,
1: uh, the, the speaking of the, like the the American and German crossover specifically, one of the guys it was one of the younger dudes, uh, from Germany. Uh, I think he was I don't know, in twenty one or something like that. Pretty young guy and uh, really really sweet dude, and I, I really enjoyed hanging out with him. Uh, but he was saying that he had spent some time. He lived like in high school, had moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, for like an exchange program. Um, that and is strange, yeah. And so when <laughs> this was like the <laughs> just a, and he was like he was kind of you know he seemed like a a kind of you know young guy a little bit more wild than maybe the the older dudes who worked for volkswagen you know um and uh he, you know he was like very interested in america it was like that that weird kind of european mix of like had a lot of criticisms and like a lot of you know believed a lot of uh, you know i guess stereotypes or whatever about americans but then also was really interested in them and wanted and like liked it sort of um oh, it's, yeah, I you know it was that. like it's that <laughs> like that mix where it's like full of critique, but everything he critiqued he also really wanted to experience, and so we were talking, he was asking me about guns, you know it's always like a big one for Europeans, and so we're talking about guns and stuff, and he's like, yeah, you know when i when I was there in high school, they sent my parents a bunch of forms like right before I went. And you know, and I had to like sign off. They, my parents had to sign off on like what I was allowed to do, and or you know whatever. And one of the things was like you know the family owns guns because they live in New Mexico, and you know would I, would, you know, and I asked them if they would let me shoot a gun while I was there, and they said no. They signed on the form. You know, he's not allowed to shoot guns. And uh, and I was and I was like, you know, I, I was waiting for the story to to continue. And he was just like, yeah, you know, so I've just never gotten to shoot a gun. And I was like, wait a minute. You were in high school. Mm-hmm. You moved to New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You lived with a family with guns. Mm-hmm. And you didn't shoot any of them? And he was like, well, My parents no. told me not to. So. Yeah, he was like, no, we signed an agreement saying I would not be allowed to. And I was like, What? <laughs> He was like, I, those were the rules, and I was like, dude,
0: agreement agreements are just guidelines in New Mexico, <laughs> yeah, dude. Not even
1: the agreements are are disagreements. Like yeah. it just, I was like, dude, you were in high school and you had access to guns and you and you wanted to shoot one and you didn't do it while living in the desert, yeah, because your family in
0: New Mexico, because New Mexico, I mean, like, yeah,
1: like in your family, who was however many thousands of miles away, said you couldn't. And you didn't
0: probably about six thousand miles away yeah. at that point in time. And he was
1: like, "No, it's just you know, and he, like you could tell the thought never crossed his mm-hmm. mind to be like, I can just do it." Mm-hmm. And He just was like, "Nope." They signed an agreement. I was just like, "Dude, <laughs> come on, man, yeah. incredible."
2: I would. I, I got I am. Uh, I would probably. I would probably not fire the guns if I'd lived in that house for that time. I mean, I have fired a gun.
1: You wouldn't uh, have if that. you but you I did would you want to? No. Oh well so that's the difference. He very much wanted to. Yeah. Like he was that was yeah. like one of the big things he was looking forward to coming to America. He wanted to shoot a gun. And then his parents said, No, you can't. And so he didn't.
0: He could have shot a gun while he was in Nova Scotia. I'm sure one of those old good old boys out in the countryside had something for him to shoot.
1: Nope. Definitely couldn't. Because he uh, you know, signed an agreement. Mm-hmm. It was just funny to me. It was just like the rule was that he couldn't. And that was it. The so, end he of his, so he did not. Yeah. Just like so and like the, again, Plus
0: is against the rules.
1: Yeah. And it's just like the procedure is king, you know, yeah. like whatever whatever is procedure is what you must do. I was just like, Man, well, sixteen year old you is I, I guess a lot more mature than sixteen year old me. I don't or current me. <laughs>
0: Fit in with the or any everybody that lives in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: it's so funny.
0: I really it how enjoyed you it. Said you have
2: fired a gun. Yeah, i but not like um. I just did it on a uh, what you guys call clay pigeon shooting. That's what we call it when you know discs get shot up into the sky yeah, and you shotgun. shoot them with a yeah. with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did yeah. that. I was. I was. It's going to sound like I'm being deeply modest. Of course, I am. Uh, I was like, alarmingly good at it even though I'd never done it before and never fired a shotgun I was like I did it on my brother's um, bachelor party stag weekend as we would call it in bath bath in nah. the um, in the west of england and we got to go to this like you know farm that did activities like that and there was about sort of, 20 of us there and I got like the best shot out of everybody like, I only missed about three it was quite strange actually because i just had never done it before you know, yeah. and I haven't done it. I haven't. I haven't done it since. <laughs> but the guy was like, he was like, "Yeah, you seem to be a natural at shooting them guns." So I think that sort of freaked me out a little bit. I was like, "That's cool, thanks, man. I'm sure I will." Uh, hmm. <laughs> See you later.
1: <laughs> so you have no desire to ever shoot one again? Zero.
2: No, not in the slightest. I mean, the whole. I mean, I've shared the European mentality about America and their guns. It just seems deeply peculiar to me. I have no desire to.
1: Hmm. Oh, do we lose you? Been time there you go. Um that's interesting. I mean uh,
2: not at all.
0: Not yeah. even slightly.
1: Not even slightly.
0: Have you fielded a lot yeah, of no, no. uh questions about Brexit since you've been in Germany?
2: I haven't actually since I mean I've talked i talked a little bit about it with some uh um with a couple of uh with my power come to see. Um there's just a lot of nonsense. I don't know, man. I, mean, I think everyone's so exhausted with it, isn't it? It's just so infuriating on so many levels. It's almost like I mean, it's you know, we've talked about this before. There's just sort of there's just a there's a there's a sort of news fatigue um, similarity to the whole like outrage about Trump. Um, it's very it's a very similar sort of atmosphere where understandable levels of outrage on either side you can understand the positions but there's so much of it that it just feels like there's getting to a point of complete exhaustion i think i may be wrong about that i mean i engage with it it makes me feel furious but and then i can hardly bear to engage with it for another two you know i just switch off my laptop or whatever Mm -hmm. it's too much too much man Mm. it's nice to be it's nice to be here where like that's not happening i definitely say that (laughs) you know seems a lot more relaxed
1: yeah. Mm. I don't know anything about the Brexit still.
0: <laughs> I like have tried to kind of keep up with it, but not like not really. Just just for, you know. Yeah. J- just the highlights. Just like, oh, okay, that's what's going on in the world.
2: Yeah. All you really need right. to know is absolute fucking shit show. That's all that's all you need to know.
0: Yeah, I heard uh old BJ wants to hold like a vote of no confidence in himself or something. I don't know.
2: So, was know, I actually haven't looked the a few days. Wouldn't be surprised; it changes every day. It seems ban- It's just bananas. That might um, be. That might be. I really. It might be fake one news. One thing that's quite One thing that's quite big um, news. One thing that's quite interesting is that they, you know, clearly, like this government, is just a walking into disaster in so many ways. He said their decision was illegal. You know, it's just like all the institutions are just like there's nothing good to be said about them. Mm -hmm. But they are one of the interesting things about it is the last poll is they have a 15-point lead over the opposition. So that just raises some quite – that I find pretty fascinating because I think there's a level – it's like the idea about populism is obviously chunks of the population. We just don't give a shit about that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's when when, – that does have echoes back into the 20th century, you know. That's when populism gets dangerous when – the sort of wider population doesn't really it doesn't care. feel like they care <coughs> about a variety of democratic abuses, you know. Yeah. It feels like it doesn't impact, but they don't mind. But, you know, the like, <coughs> sorry, pardon me, but the, you know, I think the lesson is always that eventually it's a creeping effect until it definitely does affect you. But by that point, it's too late, Yep. you know, but it's... But, um, particularly with Brexit, arguably you could say that Trump stuff, I think there's a big chunk of the population, that it's a purely emotional issue. Yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. You
0: know? I mean, there's a... Yeah,
2: there's it's like they don't care about the rest of the stuff. And, uh, I also... I little, I'll tell you what, I did read a little thing recently, which was maybe this is true for the states as well, which is, it was an argument saying something along the lines of that, you know, generationally speaking within our two countries that haven't been um, under, we don't understand the threat to those institutions because we have, haven't had experiences in our lives for, for a lot of the people in our countries, that feel like we understand what their inherent value is. So yeah. the generations that came out of the Second World War yeah. inherently through sheer lived experience understood the value of, that sort of democratic, you know, set up and checks and balances and all the things that, that people, you know, talk about. That, I think that's but because, true. But... Because they've known the opposite, but there is a level by which now there's a sort of complacency, you know, but don't, and it's don't... only when And I just thought that was a very interesting and quite compelling argument because you can understand on emotion, on a sort of experiential level, how how do these things affect you on a day to day basis? And maybe you only really understand it once you start to feel they're not there.
1: But at least here right? in America, don't you think it feels like the the opposite is true, where it's like the the older generations who maybe have the closer tie yep. to the. Oh, I'm losing.
0: oh,
2: we lost Howell. We'll be right back after these messages. Did you hear me, guys? Yeah. Hello. So yep. I said I didn't hear anything you said Pete, mate, after I speaking.
1: No, oh, that's all speaking. right. I was I was just saying I think you're I think you're right except for that I feel like in the states the opposite might be true or at least it feels like that. Like I mean, I guess most of the people you know who are still maybe on the supporting side of things like Trump are. I mean, I guess they're baby boomers. Not so much of like the the World War II generation, but they definitely saw they you know they had the closest look at that of anybody in the country and it feels like they're the ones that don't care about the eroding of the checks and balances and things like that the most it seems like young people get all fired up about it and you know the the baby boomer generation are the ones that are just like oh yeah whatever yeah whatever it doesn't matter those things aren't important oh yeah yeah Hillary
2: yeah, that's very, very, you know, I think you're, I think that's also very true. Um, <clears throat> but I, I felt, con- I didn't feel convinced by what I just said, you know, that article I read it in a sort of totalizing, like a the theory of everything sort of way, but it made a, a certain sense, I felt, in a certain level of, like, apathy that you feel like you come across about some of these things, you know, sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no Yeah. The, I get that. I don't disagree yeah, in being, theory. I think yeah. the theory is probably pretty close to right.
2: Well, see, I think, as I in, think if we take as it... In f- one, as in maybe it explains an, an aspect. Of yeah, sure. The, I right,
0: think with yeah. the older generation, with like the baby boomers, they're not so much... I think they are somewhat concerned about the erosion of, of those things and stuff like that. But I think it's more about... Uh, uh, I think that they see that same thing as being like... They think that like the courts or like the things like that are what's unchecked, and like it's just a yeah. different. Yeah. They just have blinders to the to the ways that their side also, mm-hmm. you know, do, does those things. If that makes sense, like they just have like there's like a blind spot. Yeah, they're just in looking that at a different. They're looking at a different lens. Yeah. Through it, uh, and I think there's a lot of like Gen X, millenn- and millennial supporters of Trump are the people who are like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Burn it all down. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I
2: agree uh, with that. There's a very similar feeling with some of the with a lot of the Brexit stuff about the burn it all down vibes. Getting a lot more of that. You know, a lot of that. it's yeah. a sort of right uh, it's interesting actually because it's almost a sort of um, you know Russian revolution feel. You know, it's that I think it all has to burn to the ground to rise again. You know, you hear that mm-hmm. on the right about Brexit as much as you do. Um, on the left, actually, they're not that far away from each other in some respects, in terms of that particular philosophy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, I with mean...
2: Brexit, lads, it's certainly, I think, before my talk of ignorance, you know, like you do, there's some tangibles, I think. You know, you can see them, you can find them if you want. Like, all sorts of businesses are just leaving the country. <laughs> they're just yeah. yep. going yeah you know, it's I'm, intriguing how like you don't see that being talked about much but they are just leaving. they're going they're leaving yeah and they're saying they're gonna leave well if they the haven't left news is uh and trade wars are, are very get, easy to win yeah yeah the people who are gonna get hit by that are of course the people at the bottom of the chain you know yep industrial yep. jobs manufacturing jobs and and it's you know and that and then it will be too late of course
1: yeah well that's uh, that's what's so weird. I but feel. Also, like.
2: you also hear you also hear emotional arguments. Sorry to you. You know about that, saying, saying that it's worth that pain. So this is at root a, an emotional, um, you know, belief that you'll mm. see on the, on the further edges of the Brexit pro-Brexit people is that mm. they will they won't try and deny that necessarily either, but they will say it's worth that pain in order to be able to be a sovereign nation free of the EU, to be able to make all our decisions ourselves. And, and in time we will be okay. It'll be okay in the end. You yeah. Know? yeah. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's, you know, Arguably a lot of those people making that argument are quite wealthy people. Yeah. <laughs> so they might be okay already. Thanks very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels weird to me, especially with all the, the more recent Trump stuff with the whistleblower and all that. That's like, you know, it, for the at least in the first because i think trump is a very as a result of a very emotional uh a series of emotional acts by americans um uh, but now it's not i mean it,
0: that reminds me of like a series of unfortunate events yeah. like this we if, we, if there was really, ever like a young adult uh novelization uh, of yeah. this presidency and campaign a, a series, series
1: of, of emotional, emotional acts events. yeah acts. Yeah, i mean it's like but you know the all the stuff with you know with the with turkey or yeah well turkey and the ukraine thing all all the stuff that's happening right this second and maybe it, it's probably always been this way but we're we're seeing it pretty clearly right now that it's like well this it's like you what you're saying with the businesses with brexit is like it's very tangible like these things it's like it's not emotional anymore like it's super tangible like the dude is saying give you know give me information and i'll give you missiles uh, yeah. it, it's, it is as, it, it's as simple and clear cut as saying, you know, uh, trading, I don't know, chickens for hay, you know, it's just like, there is no bigger, Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the great
0: cultural <laughs> touch point that is I trading chickens for hay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's like, you don't, there's no, like, it's, it's, it's so clear. It's like, you don't have to, it's not money. It's not any, it's so simple. Like we're not talking about bigger economic. Mm. Anything, it, there's no grand concept at work, it's just
0: we're just in a grass pro poultry, <laughs> yeah, right, right
1: now. All right, whatever, you know, you know Here's what I'm saying.
2: Question for you. Guess what I don't well, guess what I don't understand. Here's the thing because like, I agree with, like, you know, when I've what, what I followed about it or it feels like it's just like flagrantly clear, yeah, you know, what I mean, there's no sort of obfuscating, like, no. he's clearly like on something like, semi illegal, if not totally illegal. Yeah, I mean, what's in, I guess what I'm getting at is that I, I thought if the impeachment process goes ahead and, and he gets kicked out, then Pence just becomes president, right? I mean, yeah. isn't that true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I mean, he gets I'm not, kicked like, out. I'm, I'm, I'm get not saying I'm a fan of though, Pence, but to so. finish, see, so, but to finish so, yeah, I mean, where I was going with that was that that's what I mean is that I thought for the, for the Republican Party, I mean, for all the people in the Senate, I guess there's a part of me which just thinking, surely this is so flagrant. Surely actually this could be a win for you, just like this guy's mental. You know, this is clearly so fragrant you could take a position on it. Just like fucking impeach him, get him out, and then just you know, peaches, Pence is as about as Republican as they comes. So, you know, surely it's, yeah. that's not a negative for them for well, them Pence to be president. The problem is the
1: problem it, is, the problem They're is afraid once, of
0: their voter the, the base that lo- the emotional people that yes. love Trump. Well that's like the, the problem, the, problem they is need like to vote for him.
1: Hitching your wagon to Trump is not a that's not a, um, it's not really a, it's a, super like political thing. Like that's a, that is an ideology that like you can't really just, you can't turn, turn back from it. Like when you've publicly said I support this and everything that is happening involving this, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they ought to, well, I, but yeah, it, I, I mean, think that's a hard position you,
2: to turn from. Like, yeah. I know what you mean, Pete, But I just, I just, I think, they're just canny enough if they wanted to, to be able to spin it, that they would phrase this as being, yeah, you know, the final, you know, they would just say the rest of it was not illegal, so it doesn't matter. You know, they just ignore that and just hang their hat on the one thing. I'm sure they could do that is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I just, what I'm getting at is it seems like it would benefit them, you know, to be able to do
1: that yeah, in the long term. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think in the long uh, term yeah, of the seems, party, it seems, makes a lot of just sense. It seems
2: curious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but they don't uh, think that way. They think about the short term of their careers and if yeah, they don't but, you know if they if they do something that's unpopular to the base then they don't get reelected and then their little bit of power is then gone and so they're going to hedge their bets on the on the personal short term than the longer success of the you know yeah. of the party or or whatever um i don't know it yeah it's just it's it's it just i think i've been more avidly following the news just because this is, for the first time in a long time, it's really interesting to me. Like, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm so tired of reading Trump critiques I could throw up. I agree with all of them usually, but I'm just like... Yeah, but uh, it's yeah, almost it's like just, there's nothing more to say, isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly. What's so weird. That's like, like you, you the way I always feel. It's more of the You can't analyze
2: same. it. You can't analyze it anymore. That's yeah. it. He's it's beyond a, that sort
1: Yeah, but of this analysis. one is That's so clear. Thing, it? <laughs> it's just... Like, it's so... It's, it's unique, and it's... In it's simplicity that you're like, all right, I want to see how they wiggle their way out of this. Because, I mean, dude literally went on the White House lawn and said, the thing that I'm currently in trouble for, I'm going to do again on TV. Like, that's wild. It's incredible. You know, like that. I mean, I I don't know enough of political history to say it's unprecedented. It feels unprecedented. Like to be like, yeah, you know, it's like Bill Clinton being like, yeah, I know you guys are upset that I got a blowjob in the office. Um, so I'm <laughs> totally going to you. bring a prostitute out now and we're going to yeah, do exactly. this again.
2: <laughs> or mm-hmm. asking for it. Yeah. Just so being like, serious. anybody else out there want to <laughs> give I'm it a shot? Saying, all I'm going to say to you is. I got a whole funeral any- full of cigars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm going. It's crazy. Some of you have accused me of this thing. All I'm going to tell you is, now live on TV, that not only did I definitely do that, but I'd just like to say to any prostitutes out there. You're welcome to come around to mine tomorrow. Yeah, it? yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's like it's true. insanity. Like, but that is exactly what he did. He just said, like, I know y'all are mad that I called the president of Ukraine and, and traded him information for missiles. So, China, if you're listening, mm-hmm. give me some information. And I'll hook you guys up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? That is crazy. And people still say, no, he's great. He's, he was joking. He's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, that. He was just kidding.
0: That was a joke. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> what?
1: Uh, yeah, well, Christian, wow. our buddy Christian made a pretty good point the other day. He was like, it feels like one of those things where he's like, all right, so if you're going to believe that Trump was joking about the China thing, then like, what if China calls and says, yeah, all right. Is he even yeah,
2: go- yeah, No, he, no, no, no. I no. was, I was just kidding. No, I, you can say I'm it. turning it down. Yeah. Like, oh, no, of course not. Yeah, that's this, out you know, that's insanity. Know. The thing that I was, that, you know, when this all kicks off, do you know the first thing that you know, lots of people would like on the Republican side, it's just, um, it's just not a problem. Yeah. You know, and um, it made me think of, that. Uh, it made me think that maybe there's just like something more in the baseline of an aspect of what's going on in America that people literally just generally don't care. You know, a bit like an emotional reaction to something. Yeah. And I thought, what's the equivalent of that? And I remembered that amazing moment in the the Trump Clinton debates when he was running against Hillary Clinton where, you know, they have that, that, like, live polling thing that goes on in answer to questions. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and the moderator was like, why won't you release your tax returns? It looks like you've got nothing to hide, you know. Blah, blah, blah. And Clinton was like, it's a disgrace. You know, what you should, um, you know, you don't pay enough tax. And then his response was, that just makes me smart. And there was that amazing thing yep. that, like, he got a huge approval, that. a huge approval spike. It just makes me smart. <laughs> yeah. But that's what was interesting yeah. because it was, you know, it was one of those moments where you think that's an that's an interesting piece of honesty, which is no one likes to admit that they'll game the system publicly because everyone has to present themselves as being super moral, particularly as a politician. Mm-hmm. But especially when it comes to something like taxes, you know, people feel like obviously they're going to file their tax returns, but if their accountant goes, actually we can claim that off the expensive and save you a bit of money if you didn't think you'll be like, oh yeah, definitely, please do it. You know what I mean? You yeah. still to pay that much tax. But I just thought it spoke to like the system is intense in America, isn't it? I mean there's like it's it, it's hardcore. You know, things like your and the outgoings of being an American citizen compared to other parts of the world particularly in Europe in terms of things like healthcare and you know, all that stuff. It's 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 hardball, you know, living mm-hmm. in the States in respects, I think. And there's, there's a part of me that just wonders whether there's his sort of flagrant saying, I don't care, I'm doing what I want appeals to a certain Oh, absolutely. Where people just feel like they, a lot of people feel like they have to do that sort of thing anyway to survive. Yeah. You know, I'm not excusing it. I don't think it's right, but I just wonder whether there's a level of reality to a lot of people's lives in the country which is about the hustle and cutting corners and maybe breaking laws sometimes, you know. Sure, uh, But yeah. out, out of just sheer desperation sometimes. I'm not saying that's everybody, and I'm not saying this is a way to live, but I just, I'm trying to think my way around.
0: No, there is just a little bit of out, that.
2: Out of just how some of his like totally flagrant. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know, life is quid pro So what? Of course, he's my he's my enemy. Of course, I'm going to try and get some stuff to like break him down. That's the nature of life. Get with it. You know, get with the program. But, but there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, that is the nature of life in this country, and it's how I live every day. So you know, do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, know what
0: there's a, there's a there's like a a little bit of that like greed is good mentality. Like, I mean, there's a reason why you know gordon gecko from wall street uh the movie like is he's you know the movie he's a bad guy he's not yeah. a good guy but people like him you know mm-hmm. like there's like a little bit of that i mean this just re- made me uh reminded me of like you know michael jordan's a really popular guy and like some people are aware of how much of an asshole he is yeah but like a lot of people kind of like that he's an asshole like mm-hmm. in 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 multiple ways. And it's not just like being an asshole to like his teammates or other people, you know, that are playing, uh, you know, th- his opponents or stuff like that. Like, there's a famous story <laughs> which like has spawned this meme of like a picture of Michael Jordan like in the same as like the the same vein as the Colin Kaepernick ad that just has like a quote. It's like a black and white photo with a quote on it. It just says, fuck them kids (laughs) because he's at this basketball camp that Chris Paul is throwing, throwing this other NBA player. And Chris Paul gets up and he's like, all right, you know, Mike, Mike's going to make these like 15 different shots that we all practice in here. And if he misses three of them, uh, everybody at this camp is getting free Jordans. (laughs) He sinks every single shot. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, yeah. like, that was the thing, because fuck them kids. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Like, ain't nobody getting free Jordans. I'm too good. And, like, that's the, yeah. that's kind of, like, the attitude that is, like, I'm not saying it's universally praised. I'm just saying in America, it holds more purchase than probably anywhere else in well, the world. That it, And it's the attitude of, like... If I'm better or smarter than you, then fuck you. Yeah. Well, it's like, to, even if you're kids
1: to the to the earlier point of our German friend who wouldn't break the rules to shoot the guns. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe embarrassingly so, but like that is such like the uh, the fact that I'm like yo, dude, break the rules. Yeah. Just it's cool, do it. Man. You're, yeah, in, it's you're cool. in New Mexico. Exactly. People like are that. Making math. That is really <laughs> the spirit. It's yeah. like the difference between you know an american and a german having that conversation is the german says well these are the rules i'm going to follow it and i think that's like dude come on and yeah. the american is saying dude come on yeah. like <laughs> break the rules <laughs> yeah. man like it's america we have a good time
0: we have a little bit of a like which sometimes can be good but other times can lead like i think that if you take it too far in one direction of like a healthy distrust of authority or whatever mm. you get donald trump you get someone who you get someone who is in a position of authority who like that's the that's the the yeah. farthest extent of like we have now given the highest position of authority to someone who holds no, no respect. respect for authority yeah. whatsoever like yeah. doesn't care and that's why he's breaking all these rules and there's a bunch of people that love him breaking these rules yeah. because they wish it's a it's a fantasy it's a wish fulfillment for yeah. them to be like oh if i was in charge i wouldn't do anything like yeah. You do know, whatever our, i want our heroes are like you know especially in the post 9 11 era we have these heroes of like jack bauer and like yeah. all these people who don't play by the rules like every american like even the oh yeah, the good did. guys who aren't like greedy wealthy people don't play by the rules the loose we love the cop people on the edge yeah you know yeah we love you know the people who like don't quite play by yeah. the rules
2: yeah
1: it's true it is true. Well, it's
2: a, libertar- it's, a, it's a libertarian instinct in the in the country, isn't it? There's sort of it's mm-hmm. deep in the uh, deep in the deep in the American mind. In the background, it's like a sort of. I always feel like there's a sort of weird, a weird combination atmosphere. We've mentioned it before, you know. It's, it's like a weird mix of sort of Protestant Puritanism and sort of frontier mm-hmm. freedom, which like, is like a sort of quite a quite an opposition you know when it comes to sort of like oh, yeah. psych, psychic mindsets but you often feel like both things are there at once
1: yeah you know? well that i mean i think it's the same with the republican party like donald trump really is a really clear look at like a lot of these things that we dislike is somebody who says i don't you know the very american idea of like yeah i'm going to do you know look out for number 1 do the best you know the biggest baddest toughest person deserves the best kind of thing mm-hmm. while also those same people voting for him are very much you know pro america america first all these things but mm-hmm. those two ideas are in complete opposition with mm-hmm. donald trump like it is beyond uh um a contradiction it's like it's by looking out for number 1 the president of the United States is actively, you know, sort of weakening the American position in the world in allies and in trust and things like that. And it's like, but, but to
0: them, America is just being really pre- – being able to wear American flag T-shirts yeah. and buy Trumpy Bear with an American flag. Like, their America is more of an emotional ideal that they yeah. think Trump gives them because he doesn't – because he's a loose cannon and, like, yeah. is badass and, you know, all this all this stuff that they need him to be.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. It's and you, when you see it, when you, like, you see pro-Trump – like, we've talked about this, like, pro-Trump stuff on the internet – Right, you'll see like someone like a drawing of Trump, and he's like thinner, more muscular, has more hair, and you're just like, mm-hmm. but you like the dude, but you're making him.
0: This is what he is on the inside.
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange. I don't know. I mean, I hate to be the first to say it. <laughs> yeah, you're not a good guy. Yeah, uh, but it Whoa, is I, bold, I just, bold <laughs> man, easy. I just Calm think down. I think this stuff has been the most interesting to me. Because I guess it's it's like the it's like the election, where like he was just doing. I mean, he said he could walk down Fifth Avenue, shoot someone in the head, and he wouldn't lose any supporters. Like that was you know that's day one stuff. You know he Badass, publicly man. mocked that handicapped fella. Like Badass. you know Let like them kids. yeah, <laughs> making fun of a thirteen year old girl. Like he's doing these things so in the open that you're just like, dude, this is wild. To watch mm-hmm. and like, try to figure out how to make sense of it. I don't know. I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Well. Sure. It's deep, man. On that note. Yeah. On that uh-huh. note. On that note. We've been to Firescape. Uh, email us firescapepod at gmail dot com. Let us know. You know your thoughts on uh, Pete's radical takes. <laughs> that the president yeah. is bad. He's uh, a meanie. Yeah. He's a meanie. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Uh, yep. You can find me at Culturally. Oh, you can also find us at Firescape Pod on all the social medias. You can find me at Culture Levi on all the social medias, and you can find Peter
1: at Buttermilk underscore Pete
0: on the Instagram. And uh, you can't find Howell. He's mm. unfindable.
2: Well, I'm on holiday right now. Just like Hillary Clinton's emails. Yep. I might be findable after I'm on holiday when I return to Des Moines. Find me yeah. there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all, and enjoy your weeks. And that's right. Uh, bye. See
2: you. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it?
0: Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over fifty gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 40p, unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com